Hello, and welcome to The Lucy Lou Show, the fueling station for your mind, business, and life. And now, here's your host, Lucy Lou. Hello, hello. A beautiful day for a beautiful soul like you. Welcome back to another episode on my show. And this episode is for you if you have ever thought about starting your own podcast. Today on the show, I'm chatting with my guest, Maya Ruffler, who is the podcast host of the My Opinion podcast. She focuses on leadership and inspiring women to be leaders of the future and also teach podcasting and coach women how to be effective leaders. We're going to chat all about starting a podcast, equipment, platforms, and all the fun we're having along the way. So enjoy the show. Welcome to the show, Maya. Thank you so much for having me, Lucy. So we're here today to talk about podcasting from one podcaster to another. I absolutely love this life and I know you do too. I love this life. So obviously I've been doing it for a couple of years now, so you've, you've got to love it to keep doing it for sure. So what platform do you use to host your podcast? Yeah. So I've used a couple. Um, I've kind of, you know, I've used Buzzsprout, I've used Podbean, but I switched to Anchor personally um, because I teach podcasting myself and I want to use the platform that I'm teaching. And I use Anchor personally because I teach it, but I teach it because it's free and it's a great way to start if you're not sure if you're going to continue. So that's why I use Anchor. And it also gives you a way to earn money right off the bat. So there's a couple of reasons I like it. I'm on Podbean. And honestly, when people ask me for opinion, what platforms to start on, I always say that just start because so yeah. many people get stuck on choosing a platform to getting started mm-hmm. that they actually never start. 100%. I mean, if you, I get this question all the time. I'm in a lot of uh, Facebook groups, you know, networking groups, and they're like, what's the difference between this and that? You can always switch. You can transfer over. It's not a big deal. It's your content. So, you know, and then the financial investment is something that people worry about too. And it's not that expensive, you know, Podbean, what, you know, whatever you're using, Buzzsprout. So, just get started to your point, pick a platform, get started. You know, I give advice, you know, to start on anchor just because it's free because people can get hung up to your point on certain things and money can be a a thing for people. So, but if you're able to financially invest, you can look at these other platforms and look at what's best for you. But if you don't know, just go with what you think is best and get started to your point. Mm, Absolutely. And I think the same goes with equipment. I, so many people ask me what equipment I use. And honestly, I think Maya, you see right now, I'm still using my gaming headset because I am totally low tech. I have no idea what to choose. (laughs) And when I went to the store, I'm like, oh my gosh, like so many choices. I couldn't choose. And guess what? I just out of a sea of black and white items, I just chose a red headset. I'm like, this popped yeah. up at me. I'm just going to go with this. And it, it works for 
for its purpose, right? Because yeah. there's a lot of fancy equipment out there. And I know, I know people say they don't have the equipment to start a podcast. And that is so not true. That is so not true. You know, I have taught so many people how to start a podcast. And one of the major things they get hung up on is equipment to your point. And they often ask me, you know, what mic do you use? I love your sound. And the, I use a Yeti, I use a blue Yeti, but I've been podcasting for four years. And so, you know, it is a financial investment. And I find this again is something that people use as an excuse to not get started. So you can start, I have recorded podcasts with people who are literally using their AirPods and it sounds incredible. So it's really more about where are you recording, getting that sound quality, testing it. It's not so much about the tech and then also about your content. People are really into the content. So as long as you're not gargled and you're clear and people can hear you, really just just get started is the message. But as long as you have a microphone and and something to record on, you can get started. Absolutely. That is true. I've had guests on even speakerphone, (laughs) iPhone, you name it, right? Where do you record your podcasts? So this is a question I get all the time. And people ask me, you know, if, you know, what studio do you go to? Or, you know, where are you recording? So I recently moved. So I've now been able to create a little studio in one of my like spare closets. And so I have sound, you know, I just have foam and like soundproof foam in there. I did it all myself. So it, you know, decreases the echoing and all of that. That's for my solo podcasts. Um, But before that, I was literally recording for three years inside of my closet. (laughs) And this is actually a common thing. And when I teach podcasting, I tell people like go in your closet or some people choose to go in their bathroom. It's really about going into a quiet space so you can get that sound quality. But yeah, I, I built out a, a closet actually, so I can, I can talk in there and have my time. And it's a very small little closet, but it works for me. But I think it came from the fact that I was recording for, you know, almost three years in my master small closet in my condo in the city. That's how I got started. Oh, that's absolutely <laughs> what everyone is doing. Yeah. <laughs> I started that way too. And, and I was yeah. like, um, and then I saw online some some of the podcast hosts, they were doing it at their desk, but they build a pillow fort in front of them. Yes. So, <laughs> so now I just record on my desk and I usually have either a pillow or a jacket in front of me. So mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's-, it's about creating that sound barrier. Absolutely. Yep. That's that's really what what counts. And if you're trying to start your podcast and you're wondering about how to like take care of that sound quality or that echoing um, to your point, you can check out a lot of podcasters on Instagram or TikTok or whatever you follow. And you'll see all these hacks, like you said, like the jackets or the pillows or blankets or whatever it is, we've all done it and it works (laughs) great. Mm -hmm. It's a fun journey. I'm telling you, Mm -hmm. you've actually switched niche for your podcast. How did that go? That was a a journey. So I launched my first podcast in 2017. I had a co-host. I was focused on reality TV because I had been a contestant. And so for three seasons, we we were co-hosts on the show. It was still had the same name, my opinion. Um, And it was really successful, did very well. 
Um, but after three seasons, I didn't really want to talk about that anymore because that wasn't my life. It was just something I did in a moment in time and wanted to share my story encouraged by my co-host. And so I discontinued the show and you know took a breath and realized that I really loved podcasting, but I wanted to talk about what I knew. And that's what I encourage podcasters to do is talk about what you know or what you're passionate about or your why. And I have been in leadership for, oh my God, I'm going on like 12 years now, 11, 12 years. So I worked in corporate America. I've led teams of over a hundred and I'm passionate about it. So I relaunched my podcast in um, late 2019, uh, talking about leadership and really empowering women uh, to become the best leaders they can and the leaders of tomorrow and focusing a lot on remote leadership because I led teams remotely for over 10 years as well. Yes. So it's okay for your niche to change. It absolutely. I, I mean, I would be surprised if it didn't um, change or evolve because you'll learn who your audience is. Uh, at first it was a slow groove because some people were expecting me to still talk about this experience. And I'm like, you guys, I filmed this in 2016, 2017. That's not my life anymore. This has been my life for so long. And this is what I know very well. So the growth didn't happen, didn't explode overnight, but you know, I am excited to, to jump out of bed and do it every day and keep going. And you really need to do something on your podcast that you're passionate about because you are the one that has to be motivated to do it. And so the people will grow and follow with you if you're doing what you, what you love and what you're passionate about. So you've had a co-host and now you host alone. Mm -hmm. What would you say are the advantages and disadvantages of both? Yeah, that's a great question. Being a solo podcaster now, um, I have full control over the show. And I think that is huge, a huge benefit and advantage. And I was really lacking that when I had a co-host. Huge advantages to the co-host is you always kind of have someone to riff with and, and go off of and get two different perspectives. A huge advantage to having the co-host that I did too is he came from radio over 20 years of radio. So he produced everything, he edited, he picked our platforms, all of that. And it was kind of a disadvantage for me when I went out on my own because I didn't, I didn't know what I was doing. So I had to teach myself everything, but um, that was the huge advantage too. You have somebody to kind of share the workload when you have a co-host, especially when you're getting started and you don't want to pay people to edit things and help you with that. And when you have a co-host as well, you know, they can help you bring in different ideas, show notes, not only split the work, but then also bring in new ideas, new people to interview. Um, it's just a different, different set of eyes, but you don't, again, the disadvantage is you don't have complete control over your show. And it's, it's just about what you want to talk about. It's how you want to handle it. I would definitely do it again though but I wouldn't do it. Obviously for my opinion, I would launch a separate podcast, but it's, uh, it depends how much control do you want to have over the show? And that's kind of where you go. It's like a partnership. Do you want to own your own business by yourself or do you want to have a partnership? It's really what it's like. So how do you find your guests? That's another great question. So really through people that I know in business, because they need to be a fit for my podcast, my listeners, obviously are inspired by women in leadership or women that have done inspiring things or survived in experiences or gone through, you know, different things, because that's what I talk about. So whenever I'm, I'm 
really heavily um, on, on Instagram on a daily basis. So I'll find people there just through following me or chatting and connecting uh, through networking groups. I'm really uh, big into networking groups. I um, also just connect with people who are fellow podcasters and I'll have them on as well if they fit into my um, niche for my show. So it, it really just depends. And then, you know, I'll send them, you know, my intake form and make sure that it's a fit for both of us and doing pod swaps are, are great as well to get that um, exposure for both of us. So a couple different ways, but I do seek, seek people out. And I think that's really important instead of just allowing people to come to your show. I have told people no several times because they're not a fit for my, my show and that's okay. And I, I think that's important that people do that. Oh, absolutely. And when I first started, I got the advice to make a list, actually to make two lists. One list is your potential guest of all your network, like you talk about people you already know on social media or in real life, your business network, and then make another list of your dream, dream guests, like people yeah. you look up to in your industry and then that you can interact with and do outreach eventually to get on the show. So there's mm-hmm. two I think two lists. And I think that was very helpful for me. I think that's great advice. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think creating the two different lists to focus on is a great way to organize because I find a lot of the individuals that I mentor, whether it be in group or one-on-one are very disorganized in the beginning. And I was, I'm raising my hand. I was the same same way too. So really organizing your thoughts through the whole process is key. Um, And that creating that list is so important. Um, And I think a lot of podcasters are afraid to create that dream list. They just want to go for like the easy person, right? Like, okay, that's my friend. I can interview them or, you know, I can get them on. But once your podcast starts rolling, you will be surprised the people that will say, yeah, sure. I'll come on your podcast. People love to do it. Like I've interviewed a lot of, a lot of people that are, you know, have several accolades and accomplishments, you know, and they, they love to help you and it doesn't hurt to ask the worst thing that you'll hear is no, or not, you won't hear a response. So you can't be afraid of rejection as well, but yeah, I definitely think creating that dream list is key. Absolutely. And are you editing your podcast yourself? Yes. I do everything myself. Mm-hmm. Same here. Yep. I'm actually very inspired when I'm editing my own podcast because I want to make sure it's inspiring me and it's in- inspiring my audience. And I, I, I do get a kick out of like editing my own podcast. It's not work for me. It's like fuel for my mind. So I, yeah, I think you bring up a really great point. I think it is important that you go back and listen through your podcast and edit because yeah, if it's not speaking to you, it's not going to speak to your audience because you are your avatar in a lot of ways, right? Your audience avatar. So yeah, it should motivate you or inspire you or, you know, whatever your objective is for your podcast. And I'm the same way when I listen back, I'm like, yes, girl, I love that. (laughs) Awesome. Yeah. So, and if I don't feel that way, then I'm like, okay, I need to re-record. Let me rework some of this. Um, But then also in editing too, I feel very empowered because it's something I taught myself. Um, And, you know, I, I get better and better every time that I do it, but it's also something that I was very nitpicky about. I used to take out every single, um, like, 
pause. And it was so daunting. I had a very different experience in the beginning, Lucy. It was really tough because I'm such a perfectionist and you know, I'm an ex-perfectionist now, (laughs) but, um, you know, it's important to know that balance when you're editing and it's something that I teach. It's, it's key. You know, there's things you want to correct. You want to correct obviously all the audio and the sound quality and all of that and where things break or where you need to do a, a retake or things like that, or sound just, there's a couple different things, but you want to capture the authenticity of yourself and or your, you know, your co-host or whoever you're interviewing. So keeping that balance was something I had to really learn through the process, but it is empowering for me too, to know how to do it. I'm totally smiling over here because I'm the same way. Like Mm -hmm. I think (laughs) the process of editing my own podcast has really helped me with letting go of perfection. Yes. Me too. 100% me too. Well, I'm not kidding you, Lucy. 100% me too, because I was, oh my God, I used to for hours go over these things. And I'm like, okay, my, you just relaunched. You don't even have that many listeners. Like I had to have a wake up call with myself. Like, and I wasn't saying those things in a negative way to myself, but I was like, who cares? Get the content out. And you know, what was so funny is when I stopped doing this excruciating amount of editing, my listenership increased dramatically because I was being authentic. Mm-hmm. Wow. Congratulations, by the way. Thanks. But yeah, I mean, I, if that's, again, a piece of advice I give to everybody is don't beat yourself up about the small stuff. Like you will get there eventually with the editing and then also just being able to speak clearly. And some of those likes and ums will dissolve through time, but people want to hear that you're a real person and that you're not robotic. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Let's get into a question I think a lot of people will care about, and that's how to monetize if you have a small audience. Yeah, that's a great question. So some people go into podcasting thinking they're going to make money right away, and you, you, you can, but it typically takes some time. You want to build your audience, and you want to build the right audience. And you know, I think one of the fastest ways to monetize is to one, I mean, if you're supporting a business, right, um, you can get in front of the right people, you can advertise your own business on there, and you can really prove that you are the expert in your field, you know, industry. Another way to, I mean, there's a couple ways to monetize. You can ask for sponsorship. You can ask people to sponsor you and that has worked. I have done that in the past. It does work. As I mentioned, Anchor starts to give you money right away. The second you're on there, I will say disclosure though, you do have to have so many listens, you know, and clicks and all of that. So that takes time. So again, building your audience with that is key. You can ask people to donate money to your podcast as well. That's available on any hosting platform that you use. But again, that is about you connecting with people and them supporting you. So really building your audience on all social media platforms and really connecting with the right audience is how you're going to monetize because that's when sponsors will start to look at you and reach out to you and connect with you. But you need to take that into your own hands too. Sitting back and waiting for somebody to sponsor you, that's going to take a lot of time. So if you know there's a sponsor that fits for you 
I encourage you to one, start small um, because they still have a budget and they want to get in front of the right people. So make sure that person or that product or that brand works with, with your audience. And that that's kind of how I encourage people to start, but then also utilizing all of your social media. I mean, TikTok is out of control right now. I mean, it is growing so fast. You can gain so many followers. So utilize all of them, professional networks, LinkedIn, obviously Instagram is huge, but sharing your podcast and then also creating an email list too, and getting people on there. There's several ways to grow and growing it by sharing is huge. And that's how you can start to monetize, but asking and really identifying those sponsors that align with you, I I find is the, the best technique. Mm, Thank you for all your knowledge. And along the way, is there a favorite quote that you go by? Yes, it's actually on my website. So it is great leaders are not born. Great leaders are made. And Vince Lombardi said that. And I obviously love that quote because I focus on leadership and I truly think anyone can be a leader. You just have to have the right mentorship skills and and will to to learn and grow. Love it. And if our listeners are interested, where can they find you? Yeah, super easy. Um, I'm always on Instagram. So you can find me at Maya Roffler or at My Opinion Podcast, or you can visit my website, uh, myopinionpodcast.com. Reach out to me. Um, all my programs are there too. If you want to do a complimentary call with me too, I offer that a 30 minute call to either you know chat about your podcast or if you're interested in working with me one-on-one. Uh, for leadership or coaching. Yay. And I'll be sure to list them in the show notes. Thank you. Thank you so much, Lucy. To all the beautiful souls listening, thank you for joining me on this episode of The Lucy Lou Show. When I'm not podcasting, I am coaching high-achieving women in life transitions, getting unstuck, kissing overwhelmed goodbye, and living a more joyful and fulfilled life through strategic goal-setting and mindset transformation. It would mean the world to me if you subscribe, rate, or share this with a friend. And don't forget to join me for the next episode. Remember, there is always a way and more blessings are coming your way. For free resources and show notes, head over to lucylucoaching.com. 